Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, as always, the one, the only, Mr. Perry Burkham. Hello, Casey Gibson. This is uh, my first episode recording with my new snowball. I thought you sounded like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't have random friends that give me multi-hundred dollar recording equipment. Yep, you gotta know how to choose them. That's true. Yeah, you're a real fair-weather friend to him. What what do you (laughs) give him? My uh, enduring friendship and... uh... And all that this jazz. Is, this is Justin, right? Yep. This is the guy that you were like talking down to, and then like he gave you this, and I was like, "Man, that Justin, he's a big piece of garbage, and I'm getting sick of him." And then all and of a sudden, in the like, mail, it was like, you "Please be my friend." Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> but then you remembered yeah. I don't have a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a sick man. But, uh, yeah, so we're recording differently. We're recording on, on Sunday. This is weird, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I'm like uncomfortable. this one bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's funny, because it's like, I haven't gotten many video games played too many uh, since recording, because, you know, usually we have a couple more days. Yeah, I've got it. Remember, we were talking about how uh, my quick bites could be Runner 3, and then uh, that whole plan went right out the window. That's right. Because it hasn't come out yet, so... Yep. But, so today, we're going to talk about some... We're still going to do what we've been playing. Silly shop, some news. And we're going to do a listener mail for our show topic. And, after that, we may even just have a Craigslist Roundup segment that I forgot Ooh-wee. to do last week. Yes. So, uh... Some big finds, hopefully. But now, let's get into what you've been playing, Casey. What I've our been friends, playing. Yeah, our friends at Circle sent us a code for one of their games, or one of their game collections, I should say. Yes, and that is Fair Rune Collection. And, uh, yeah, so... To uh, start us off here, I had never really heard of Fairrune or knew anything about this game <laughs> going into it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. looking at the screenshots, you could tell it is definitely um, and inspired by old, old, old games. You know, sort of like that NES, um, yeah. maybe game early Game Boy kind of uh, experience where... It's, you know, um, a, sort of like, it looks like Zelda, you know, it's top down, um, you're moving across sort of like a bid-graced, wow, bid-graced, grid-based world, that was terrible. Bid-graced. I got the old bid-graced, <laughs> <laughs> right, right next to my puzz form. Um, yeah, so it's sort of uh, grid-based, and what's sort of cool about this uh, game is, and I should say that I started out with the first one, the collection has one, two... And then it's got, one was actually locked, and I couldn't play it yet. And the other one, I think, I want to say it was something about a remake. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Let me see if I can. If you're not exactly sure, oh, here you goes. shouldn't talk Fair about it. Fairrune oh. Origin. So I'm not yeah. exactly 
sure. I don't know if that's just a remake of the original. Um, but yeah, so it's got four games included. Uh, the one is locked. But yes, I've been playing the first Faerune. And when you first get into it, it's sort of interesting because everything is on the screen at once. Um, so you've got your your field of play in the left side, and that takes up about half the screen. And on the right, you have your inventory where it shows all the items you've been holding, and then a map, uh, which, like I said, is sort of grid-based, and as you move from tile to tile, it unlocks, and you can sort of see the overworld developing as you explore it. Now, as I was saying, okay. it's very... Um, old school game so when you get into it, it there's not really too much direction uh it sort of you know gives you a little bit of uh, like hey this is what's up and then you sort of get the sword and it's like all right good luck here you go go have fun and the combat itself is pretty um pretty relaxed it's literally you just yeah. run into the enemy uh so you just you know they sort of patrol like, patrol across the screen in random you know sort of patterns and you just run over them so when you encounter an enemy that is uh, too high for you, they do a ton of damage to you and you don't do any damage to them. Um, so, you know, obviously at that point you want to avoid them. Then there are enemies that you can hit and then they die, but they also do damage to you. And then eventually when you get to a uh, sort of a high enough level, there will be enemies that'll just, you'll run over and you won't get any experience, but they won't hurt you either. Sure. So it's very, the like I said, there's not much to the combat as far as you, you're just literally running over people. And then, like, for me, when I was, uh, I found, like, oh, this screen has four enemies that I can kill um, and get experience. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to run over them all, go up a screen, come back down a screen, run over them all, you know, and sort of rinse and repeat, and then run over to, like, the uh, little area where you can heal. And... That's sort of, anytime I find an enemy that I could kill, I, I just do that until I level up, you know? So, mm -hmm. it is a little tedious uh, in that sense, and, you know, maybe that's just the way I'm playing it. But, honestly, you level up pretty quick, so it, it's not like you're sitting there for a half hour, you know, doing this. It's like, oh, I spent, like, two minutes sort of killing some enemies, level up, and, and moving forward. But, mm -hmm. as far as progressing through the game... Um, you know, you go through, and some of it is definitely obtuse. Uh, like I, oh yeah. So, I, so I have played, I believe, Faerun two on 3ds. Uh, I played the demo because um, you can get it for free. Um, and exactly, I I liked I lo charming style, of course, like you everything you're saying. Weird how it's grid based or grid. Or did graced or <laughs> or bid bid graced bid graced yeah yes. like it's like it, it's like a top down Zelda but instead of being able to just to move anywhere you you move in grids but it feels like almost the same it's just it's it's like pretty smooth and anyway um but yeah like walking around um I just was like you know unlocking more parts of the area but it's like I got to a point like half hour in I was like I can't find out where like where to go I have searched everywhere and I don't know where to go. Yeah, that's exactly what I ran into uh, playing Faerun 1. I got to a point where, yeah, it's like I sort of, all right, I can't get past these areas because it's obvious. Like, oh, there's, um, looks like a dead tree in the way. Like, I'm going to probably need something to clear that tree out of the way, which I don't have yet. And then right. I was trying to, like, like you said, do sort of a process of elimination. Like, 
And I, I finally, I was like, well, I, I'm really not even sure. So I just went online and, you know, Googled on, or went to YouTube, I should say. Google and, goggled? Uh, Google goggled the YouTubes. And um, then all of a sudden, I, I looked and the, the person just pushed a rock, like a random rock on the one screen, and it opened up some stairs. And I was like, mm, okay. Uh, I was like, I, I wonder if maybe there was some sort of hint along the way that that would have pushed me to doing that or, and that I just completely missed, or if it really is sort of going for that really, you know, classic, you know, Oh, we're obtuse to be tough kind of thing. Like just sort of figure right. it out. Um, but Old school. Yeah. But either way that didn't really feel great. But once I opened that, then I, I didn't run into any other situations um, where it was purely like obtuse, sort of guessing game like that. I felt oh, like okay. everything from that point made sense. Uh, there was one point where I missed an item and I wasn't sure. So I did again, I, I went and I sort of looked where it was and I was like, Oh, that one room, that one dark room that I went out the one door, there was actually another door above that, that went into just a one screen room that had a pickaxe in it. So it was like, ah. like, I guess, you know, if I didn't know better, I would have had to have gone and look and, and sort of hope to see that. But the room itself was dark, so, you know, you only have a little bit of light around your character. So it was like, oh, ah, okay. that was a little, again, a little frustrating. But, um, you know, it's funny because at first I'm like, ah, this game, like, I'm, I don't think I really like this game. You know, it's not exactly my style. I don't like that sort of guessing and hoping to find something. Um, but as I kept pushing through it, I actually you know, sort of was embracing it and, and actually sort of enjoying it. Um, I have not beaten it, and I don't think these are particularly long games. I think um, you could probably mm -hmm. beat each one within a matter of a couple hours, especially, I mean, if you knew what you're doing, you could probably do it even quicker. But, uh, you know, I, I am not all the way through. I collected, I, I feel like I made actually pretty good progress because, like I said, I kept, I, I figured, I was like, ah, this might be a game, you know, that I sort of, play like half hour hour and it's just not for me but you know then all of a sudden like you know i over an hour to, to you know kept playing and you know i i actually would like to get back and uh, at least finish uh the first one i don't know if i'll yeah you know push through and and do the second and you know uh see what the other games are included it, but it, yeah it could be put into the backlog by you the old by you but uh <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's never going to be touched ever again. Yeah, that one's sinking right to the no, bottom. No, no. <laughs> no games, as you know, like it. <laughs> Once he hits the bayou, it's gone. <laughs> back in the Wii U days, right? There were, there were, there was hope for the backlog bayou, but <laughs> yeah, the the bayou, oh, um, baby. you know, it, it had some rough days during the Wii U because not many games made it there. <laughs> no, that, that was its heyday. Oh, oh, or that, yeah, yeah. No, the Wii U now, yeah, now it, the bayou's freaking, you know, business is good. But, uh, right, business is good for for uh, for depositing, just not oh, yeah. drawing. Oh yeah, well, yeah. like I said, once it hits the bayou, it's like, does it ever really have any hope to be played? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Now with the switch. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to sort of talk about this game. I think if you really like, you know, your classic NES games, you you know, you are into retro games. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like to collect them, but if you're you're into that gameplay and you really want to sort of, you know, play a smaller experience and then, you know, the collection itself sort of makes that small experience sort of a big one if you really want to dive into all it has to offer. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I was surprised uh, that I actually, you know, sort of did enjoy it after playing a little bit of it. Uh, it didn't seem like it was my cup of tea at first, and like I said, it's not something I would, you know, beat my chest for to, hey, everyone, you gotta check this game out, you know, but for a certain set of people, I really think it probably hits that that spot of nostalgia and, you know, it, it, I could see it definitely having an audience. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, it, it, like I said, it was just kind of like I was checking out the demo before and it was like the, I like the gameplay. I like how it looks. It's it's clean and nice and cute and but yeah. Cute little soundtrack a, too. I like these collections they're putting out on Switch. I think it's a good idea for all little games. Now we just need so we had the the Mercenary Saga. Um now we just need them to make more Ninja Striker games. Yeah, that Ninja Striker man. Good game, good game. Now I don't know if those are the same developers. I, I just well, Fly with, with um, it is Fly High Works, which is uh, they did uh, Fairrune, and I believe they did uh, Ninja Striker as well. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Maybe we should figure that out. I'm looking. I'm trying to be quick on the draw here, but let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too. Let's see, they did K- oh, Kamiko. Wait, of well, here you go. Ninja Striker is developer by Cucumber Factory. That's Q-Cumber Factory. Uh, publisher is Fly High Works. Now, if you go to Fairrune. Isn't it weird? And Fly High helped publish Golf Story. Really? Yeah. <laughs> In- yeah, and then really you go. Interesting. Publisher is Fly High Works for Fairrune. Uh, it does not say who the developer was, at least on Nintendo okay. site. But yes, yes. All right, cool. All right, well, that's the Fair Rune Collection. Yes, yes. Now, this next game, I believe, is a game we've both been playing, but I'll let you take the lead here because they're probably sick of me rambling. Yeah, you stink. On us. You stink on ice, which we if all you know. think about it. If you stink on ice, you must stink pretty bad. No, uh, this next. So I love we're getting to the point where all the games that we played at PAX, we can finally play them at home in the comfort, and which is always way better. Uh, and uh, this next game was one of our favorite games from PAX, I'd say. Um, just most most anticipated. I think that's fair to say, right, Case? Yeah, I think. Well, this uh, this was tied with the Messenger. Those were the two games that really jumped yes. out at me. But yep. yeah, that's and it's said. one of the one of our favorites. And, and it's funny because they're both sort Dude, of that really nice pixel art, you know, which uh, sort of oh, jumped out yeah. of the page. But this was definitely the surprise because you know we'd all seen the Messenger uh, on the mm-hmm. Nintendo sort of uh, indie highlight, and this mm-hmm. this would was a game we had no idea really going into packs and yeah it was we were taken aback yeah and uh i'm gonna announce the game because people are frothing at the bit yeah. what, what is this magical game <laughs> it's a it's a game that i've been able to co- to uh talk with casey via text with a couple emojis yeah it's um it works out really well with the emojis and i feel like at this point i'm just sort of rambling on just to keep the suspense building. I know. Yeah, and, and then we also need to pad out <laughs> pad out the episode a little bit because of uh, our lack of new things to talk about, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are you ready, Case? <laughs> Drum roll, please. Yeah, let's have a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 20, 
19. <laughs> <laughs> and that game is... Which we'll tell you right after this break. Oh. <laughs> Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, should we actually take a break? Yeah. We should. Yeah, Let's yeah. take a break. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to tell you a game we're talking about. Alrighty, we are back. Um, I know Perry probably put in like a nice 20 minute instrumental right there for you guys to indulge and listen to. And I think it's finally time to uh, sort of reveal what this game is. Um, I don't know. I mean, now I'm getting nervous. It won't live up to the hype. And, and people you know, will be maybe a- <laughs> we should save this for next week. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Mystery history. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Uh, the game that we have been playing is, and I quote, Fox and Forests. Woo, doctor. Yes, Fox and Forests. Uh, this is a game that, uh, I just need to say because they deserve it, uh, Best booth at PAX, hands down. Absolutely best best booth. Do you remember their booth? Oh yes, there um, there were pretzels and snacks and drinks, and everyone Seriously. was unbelievably friendly. Oh yeah, Christopher, um, is uh one of the guys set uh, he set up all this. Yes, stuff the there. the PR um, man himself. Yes, and uh, super nice guy, offered us pretzels and drinks like pop and and it was nice because at pax getting food is literally like a hard thing to do like it is a very big time commitment if you want to get food um oh uh, with all the lines, all the lines and everything and yeah it's yeah. ridiculous yeah so um but so i literally like had a pretzel like he gave chris gave me lunch yeah <laughs> it was very very convenient so it's like now this is this is uh this is business it's like how Hank Hill would do business. Good old Hank. You know, he, he'd get the pie. Now start with the pie, and if it's going south, then get it a la mode. Mm. Then you have somewhere to go. But, um... <laughs> oh, Featherton. Um, but yes, Chris and then Rupert, the uh, the maker of the game, which we're going to try to get a, an interview with him uh, soon. But yes, so Fox and Forest is this wonderfully gorgeous pixel art game that really, I, I would just, I mean, and this is coming from Rupert himself, I mean, they just wanted to create a game that looked and played like uh, an SNES game. And I think they totally nailed it. it but I mean, it's, and the, the colors are just so pretty. Oh, it's, visually, I mean, I know... That I am a sucker for some nice pixel art, and there have been plenty of games that you know do it very well. But just the the range of colors. I mean, just uh, essentially in the game, you're a fox, and um, you end up meeting this bird, and you talk to the what's called the season tree, and uh, you need to get pieces of bark to re you know yada yada yada. Th- story aside, the season tree is unbelievable to look at. Um, it, yeah. it has so many colors within the leaves, 
And it's just, I think mm -hmm. it is one of the coolest looking, um, like, P pixelated, yeah, pixelated art. characters I've ever seen. It's just, absolutely, like, the, the animation of when it speaks, and then just how, like I said, how vibrant the leaves, the leaves colors are, and, oh, man, and it doesn't stop there, um, you know, one of the main mechanics in the game is switching seasons, and I think that's where just some of the the appreciation that I really that's like when I would stop to be like wow this game is gorgeous is when you're switching between seasons and you know at one point it's like a oh it's beautiful spring day out you know birds are out and then you can switch it and then all of a sudden it's winter and it's snowy and it's it has that feeling and you know mm -hmm. it just it, to me it, it is really one of the most beautiful pixel art games I've ever seen yeah yeah and I guess let's talk about the gameplay. So it, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Um, I can't really think of a, of a, of a very direct, obvious uh, comparison on the SNES, but it's just a beautiful kind of... The character's not too small, and it's not gigantic. It's just like a medium-sized platformer. Um, it's level-based. The levels are big, though. Yeah, they're long. Very big, with uh, a really cool mechanic... With uh, Retro, the, the dang uh, badger, badger. <laughs> his name's Retro, and he he collects retro games, <laughs> and if and it kind of it's kind of has that Shovel Knight thing in a sense where it's kind of a little comparable to Shovel Knight, like at the level length, because you know and there's checkpoints basically with Retro. If you want to, you can pay him to unlock the checkpoint, but if you want to keep going and risk it, you can do that. And I don't found risk out it. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pay the dang badger oh it's so uh, funny because the first time i encountered him i was like hmm uh, 20 gold pieces you know it's like i don't need yeah 20 i can't afford that yeah and uh yeah and then all of a sudden i went and i died like I two seconds kids. later and then i was like and then you went way oh, far back i go all the way back to the beginning of the level and like none of that was particularly hard i know but it's just like time consuming <laughs> I know, it's and it's old. It's that's what I mean. It's totally old school in that sense, and I, I honestly like that because it actually gives this this actual value. Because you know you do want the gold because you can purchase upgrades after you're done to your character, um, and you, so you do want it. But then it's like so it's like okay, I I'm on top of things right now. I can do I can push past. And there are some times where I haven't paid retro because it's like well it's a hundred because it. The, the price it's like exponential like, i feel like yeah na like i don't think yeah, it now quite it's like is, but. yeah like it gets up to like i mean where i'm at it's like 150 coins you know it's like well i think i'm doing fine if i can just take it nice and slow and steady I'll, i won't give up the coins dead you know, and then maybe i'll get them <laughs> next time no and i actually do it i actually make it you know because you, you can play a little um conservative so one of the yeah one of the problem one of the problems i've had with the game uh not with the game itself but just like when i make mistakes is just falling into an empty pit when I don't, because you don't know what's beneath you. I don't know mm. if you've done that where, because you're climbing trees a lot and uh, you'll jump down and actually there's a pit. Um, and I found out that if you hold down and crouch for like a couple yeah, it seconds, lowers the, screen the camera a bit. will pan, and uh, which is really nice. So people who are getting it, remember that. Uh, but yeah, so you make your way, and then like you said, the big difference here, and it's a really smooth mechanic from what i've been playing um is that you hit the r button 
or the R R Z or L Z and it'll switch the season to another specified season. So per per level, sometimes it goes from summer to winter. Um, sometimes it goes from summer to fall. Uh, it, it just all depends. Uh, but you're just switching between two seasons, but they they go through the seasons, uh, right? I mean, uh, at least where I'm at, I, I've 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 played up to I've played probably a couple hours. So um, anyway, uh, you go through, and when you switch your season, basically what I've noticed is there's a benefit that shows up in that other season. Uh, th so it's the, the switching uh, is very beneficial to you. So it's like, well, why don't you just keep it there all the time? Well, I would if I could. It uses but you can't. magic. Yeah, it uses up a magic bar. So there's this very smart, um, well-balanced mechanic here because you can't just keep it in the other season. You got to go back to the other. So, um, for instance, yeah, I mean, we've all, if you've seen the interview we did with him already at PAX, um, playing through the first level, uh, you can switch it to, uh, you know, f the water will freeze, and now you can walk over the water. Otherwise, you fall into the pit. And I quickly realized you have to be touching the ground to switch. Oh yeah, that it's so <laughs> annoying. If you try jumping and then like switching mm -hmm. in midair. Especially and that gets a little confusing because you can um, switch it back at any point. You know, you could be in the air right. while switching back. But yeah, there have definitely right. been times when I've like, oh, I need to jump on that frozen water that's not frozen yet. But like, I'll just jump right. and do it in midair, and then all of a sudden you're, adios. And I, it, thinking about it now, it, it makes sense because then otherwise, whenever you fall, you could switch it. Yeah, and yeah. Usually that also, you know what I mean? So if, it, it makes it a little more punishing. Um, the game is, I mean, I don't know about you, but the game is like, you know, not easy. I mean, it's a hard, it's a pretty hard game. Uh, yeah, I like think the, it strikes a good balance because um, yeah. for me, I feel like usually in platformers, it's me just being a jerk and like, okay, like, oh, oh, oh I... I screwed up doing this one thing. Like, I should not do that again. But, like, in my brain, it's like, oh, well, I could do it. And then I end up trying, like, the same thing too many times until I'm like, let me just reevaluate. Like, oh, okay, like, just do this one little thing and it'll fix it all, you know? I, so I guess, mm -hmm. for me, it like, I feel like it's not necessarily the game being overly difficult, but, like, me just being stubborn um, with platformers. Right, right. But, yeah, no, the game itself definitely has some challenge to it. And, um... You know, there are three different difficulties, so you can, you know, when you start the game, you could start at normal, but you could also go easy or hard, and, uh, you know, Ooh. obviously that'll affect it as well, but, yeah, on the standard setting, I feel like it's a, a nice difficulty level, because there is challenge to it, you know, you're not just going yeah, to walk through yeah. it, you know, all willy-nilly, but and, um, it's not and, so hard that you're, you know, slamming your head against the wall for hours on end. Yeah, and as as far as pla to paint you know a better picture, as far as platformers genres go, I think that it's it's a lot. There's a lot of Metroidvania elements placed inside. Um, you have the permanent upgrades that you that you get. Um, also, you will be going through levels again to find hidden objects mm. or to find you know collectible objects. Uh, to, so let's say so you'll unlock a skill so that you can find so that you can uh, uh you know you can find you can get to other parts in the level 
to find these seeds. And then once you find seeds, you'll unlock new parts of the forest and new levels thusly. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't like having to go back and replay certain levels um, for progression-based. I generally don't like being gated by, by like things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are definitely... Um, so, essentially how the game works is... Obviously, there's four seasons, right, in the, in, in, in the world. And uh, each season has two levels, um, then a boss. So, there are not a lot of levels in this game. Um, there are bonus... Like, one bonus stage per season that you only unlock when you collect all of the seeds. Uh, so, you know, the seeds, as uh, Perry said... Are, some are locked behind uh, having an ability that you gain further down the road. So you're going yeah. to have to come back uh, if you want to see those bonus stages. But also, you're going to have to come back and get some seeds, most likely. I mean, unless if you're really going completionist um, up to that point. But I got to the point where I had three seasons unlocked, and I actually had to re-go back to older areas and get seeds to unlock the fourth area, despite beating the boss, you know, in that third area. Um, so you will have to go back and replay levels uh, to actually push forward, which, like I said, is not my favorite feeling. I generally don't like that too much. Uh, fortunately, uh, the demand, you know, or the level um, of seeds needed, you know, is not so high that it, like, I found it to be, you know like struggling to find these seeds. Like I was able to go back, do a couple of extra levels, um, you know, maybe a second or third time depending and, you know, was able to get it relatively quick, but I I just don't personally love that feeling. You know, I, I totally understand that. Um, I, it, this doesn't bother me too much in this game because you have the chance of getting more gold and I want to get more money so I can upgrade my character more. It's <laughs> so going through the levels isn't too painful. It's not, it's not like you're just treading for no, just to find. You're actually gaining stuff as well. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I actually um, I'm sort of in the process of writing the review uh, as we not literally as we speak, but before recording tonight and um, <laughs> and likely after recording, uh, which. Well, by the way, be up on NintendoWorldReport.com and over on NWRTV, there'll be a video review. But I literally said that same exact thing. I was like, um, you know, I was talking about how you had to revisit levels, which is sort of a bummer. But fortunately, you do get that gold to unlock uh, new abilities. And I found that to be really cool. I I like that, you know, yeah. unlocking literally new abilities, but also upgrading your, you know, your life and your H, uh, or not your HP, your magic you know, meter as well. And, uh, like you said, that sort of alleviated the pain of going back to levels. Cause at least you're making bank. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, yeah, I, when I, I mean, not to, just so we can, I, I feel like we didn't really, I haven't t- touched too much about the gameplay, but it's, it's crazy how much, how much, uh, how many variations of like, uh, weaponry you have, like you can, so basically, if you hit the attack button, just while you're uh, on the, if you're standing still, is that it? Then he'll shoot arrows, mm-hmm. and then you can you can shoot him straight out, and you can even unlock different kinds of arrows, um, which they've shown before, like on our, I had those unlocked on our mm-hmm. interview with him, and that's sort uh, of how certain parts of the level are gated are because of those arrows. Yeah. 
So you start off and you can shoot arrows and then you can you can uh, also do melee attacks by like holding down and then like kind of crouching and hitting or jumping. So and then if you jump, you can do a melee attack in the air, but if you double jump, you can't. So you can sacrifice that. And so the game gets hard because it's like, I mean, at, at the beginning, you're like, man, this is like tough because, you know, some enemies are hard to kill with what I have. Um, so you make your way through it. And then, at you know, afterwards, you go to the shop and you find out that you can actually unlock, you know, more attacks like the ability to do a, a, a melee attack on your second jump. And it's like, oh, and it's such a good feeling. And honestly, that's that that was the uh, I always talk about these feelings in the podcast. But like that moment when when it really hits you and it's like, oh, I'm totally digging this. That's when it happened when I got that upgrade. And that's just a the, super powerful move to the, the yeah, the powerful. And it's like, man, this game is super hard, but I've earned the ability to do this. And now it plays. Now it's easier. You know, now now I'm way more awesome. You know, when I when I attack other people so and then you get more stuff and i'm not gonna go into more detail but but i mean you can get more stuff uh more new moves and uh yeah it's a good it's a good progression i i really enjoy it so um i think we should also mention that the bosses are pretty fun too um like how how many seasons have you finished did you say well, I, I beat the first boss, and then I, I, I think I've beat the first level of the second. Okay, season. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get into spoilers on the bosses, but the bosses are fun, and, you know, they always have... Yeah, they're cool, have, and, they're, and they're huge and pretty. And, and they always sort of have that element of switching seasons involved, too. So it's like, you know, yeah. usually there's, like, a, a phase that you have to deal with, and then, like, oh, and now I need to switch, um, you know, the ability or the uh, seasons to you know, do something, whether it be environmentally or, or however, um, it affects the boss. But yeah, I thought the bosses were fun and, and yeah, absolutely. And like even some of the, uh, levels, you know, sort of one of the levels actually sort of turns into almost like a side scrolling shoot 'em up variant as well. So like, Oh man, I'm so glad you just mentioned that. So yeah, that, that was actually probably one of my favorite levels was when they, they switch that whole formula up on you, and wow. uh, it feels good. Spoilers. It's pretty early on. Yeah, maybe it's my next level. I think it I, is. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm going to tell you, I, this is kind of going off on a tangent. This isn't so much about Fox and Forest, but it inspired me when I was showing this to, to Aaron at work, and I was playing through it, and I, I got to thinking, because, you know, Fox, uh, Star Fox, yeah. I was thinking Grand Prix. How? No, I was thinking. What if this was the Star Fox Adventures? You know, what if? What if they made an, a really cool pixelated Star Fox game that played like this, where you have your blaster instead, and then you could play it co-op with like Peppy and Slippy going through worlds like this, and then it could sub off between side-scrolling action platforming and then shoot 'em up, like literally, legit, yeah, like. Like side scrolling, because it's like Star Fox, you know. I, we've talked about like like ret, like doing a retro Star Fox before, going back to a shoot 'em up. But I think that having a hybrid like this would be so stinking cool. Wouldn't Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it'd probably be the best Star Fox game ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page because that's what I was thinking too. I was like, this sounds amazing because they could do so many cool things. Where with do characters. I sign? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think Rupert and his team should have pitched this to Nintendo to make a Star Fox game. Star Fox Adventures <laughs> Retro. With a Z. Um, but yeah. yeah. No, I think for me, uh, just to put a bow on my thoughts, um, I think Fox and Forest is a good game. I don't... It, to me, it's not like a great game. And... Uh, and I don't want to mean that in like a negative way or anything where like pe- like I don't think like I'm not trying to say people shouldn't play this game. I just think um, like to me, it's a very solid game, you know, like it has some faults that I don't love. Um, obviously, I think it looks gorgeous, but uh, I sort of wish there was a little bit more um, some more levels to check out. Like you said, the levels themselves are long. They're meaty, you know, so while they're really only a, f- a handful per season, um, you know. They are, you know, and it's not like you're running through them in two seconds. It did take quite a few hours to actually see the game through. But I almost wonder if, um, you know, if maybe they'd gone smaller levels um, and and maybe sort of added a few more and then could play some more with the environmental changes, you know. But I do think if you are into platformers, especially, you know, you know, you were around in the Super Nintendo era and those are sort of your, your jam, it, it does... Definitely give off those nostalgic Super Nintendo well, feels. Yeah, th- that's where I want to say, like, I-, I think kind of what, yeah, like what you're kind of saying is it really harkens back to how Super Nintendo games played. Um, so it really, like, it- it's not really much of a, okay, remember how they did play, this is what you remember, but adding in modern elements it's pretty much a straight throwback to Super Nintendo games. Um, not too many modern elements put in, you know. So it does have that old school obtuseness in parts. It does, you know, it does have that feeling. Um, yeah, there. And as far as uh, as far as the the level like levels and stuff, I wonder how that would work. I I, I bet they thought about that. You know, um, I think it probably puts more of a. I think what they were thinking because it's like. This it's like this level in 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 this first area is the summer and winter area, and then this one is the is the spring and fall area. So that way, we can, instead of breaking them up, we can do them in one. And you know, I just it puts more of like a, an epicness to each chapter, you know, to each level rather than having just a bunch of small levels. You know what I mean? So having a common theme. Um, you know, like you get to the second world and then there's like those cool, some really cool, neat ideas that come up. Like you said, uh, like the, I love when you're sliding on the, on the zip lines, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like always a, that's fun. That's really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, yeah. I, I'm really, really enjoying the game. So, uh, I know what you're saying, but I think, I think part of it is, is like when you say it's not a great game, I feel like it's, if you kind of depending on the expectations of what the game is going for. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I just, I felt like we were showering it with praise, which it definitely does deserve praise in some aspects, but I just also wanted to temper some possible expectations. Um, and like I said, who knows, maybe that was sure. partially mine going in, uh, thinking it was, you know, would be some maybe bigger. I, I don't, I don't know exactly, but like I said, I am definitely enjoying it. You know, like I, I am doing the review for the site, so I, I can assure you, it I won't mean, be getting a bad score. But you know what I mean? No, no, no. I and I, it's funny you, you say that because it's like, if this was an ugly game, I think you know, I I don't know what I think of the game. 
you know? Yeah, if, it if, definitely... If, if it was the same game with ugly graphics... I probably wouldn't even like it. <laughs> yeah, like I said. I mean, it, you know, it, it just it does so much to it. So, like you said, it definitely. You know, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, it, it to me, the strongest aspect of this game is definitely its aesthetic. You know, um, which yep. is not to say that it's bad gameplay, but or or bad anything else. But like that is definitely the. I would say the the defining aspect of this game is just how gorgeous it is, and it's a yep. solid game. Uh, to go with that, yes. so, but yeah, yes. no, Fox and Forest uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, if nothing more, just definitely to see a that great game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must buy. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but anyway, I think that's gonna do it for what we've been playing this week. Yes, sir. Uh, brisk. Yeah, brisk. Because we're recording two days early. And then, uh, then we've got you know. Probably a relatively normal eShop, then a brisk news section, then a little uh, listener mail, and like I said, this might be a, a little bit shorter of an episode here, but... We'll see. Yeah, we, we've said that before, so... We've said that before. We are back, and it is time once again, Perry, for the old the eShop Roundup. Yeehaw. Yes, if you don't know what the eShop Roundup is, because you've been living under a rock, or you've never heard <laughs> because this, this is your before. first episode. <laughs> yep, uh, we go through all the latest releases on the Switch eShop in the last week, um, and we are starting with Invisibles for twelve ninety nine, and what this is is a really cool looking. Uh, game, it, it, it calls itself Next Gen Hide and Seek. Well, I was cool. told I can't make any jokes, so I'm trying to uh, keep quiet. But yes, this looks like a game. <laughs> I didn't say jokes, I said a specific kind of joke. Well, well, if there's going to be a joke to be made, I believe it will be um, of that persuasion. Well, it seems like it's kind of like the... Well, I don't know exactly. But it you, sort of it looks says, a little bit like uh, Pac-Man. Like yeah, how the mazes like are laid out like that on certain levels. Yeah, it looks really cool. But and, apparently, uh, yeah. uh, the, you, you're playing... Uh, every, it's a multiplayer game. And everyone controls an invisible ball inside a maze. And must capture golden a golden artifact to win the game. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting so indeed. Cool. Next up, though... What do we got? We've got Ice Cream Surfer for the Jimmy price of $8 on the schnoz. Um, the evil broccoli, irritated by the fact that kids hate vegetables and love ice cream, has created an army uh, of vegetables. Creams. Oh, yeah, and loves and love ice creams, has created an army of vegetables to destroy the flavor galaxy. Only the Ice Cream Surfer, with the help of his four super tasty friends, can prevent that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this game looks sort of weird. <laughs> it's like a side-scrolling shmup. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> and it's just like like a ninja surfing on, um, like it looks like a twin the, popsicle sticks. Yeah, it's the twin popsicle sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game looks this game looks really funny actually. Eight dollars though, gyms. Eight dollars, gyms. Ice cream surfer. There you go. Next up, we have 
Silver Star Chess, and that's one word. Unless if you're uh, looking at the logo. <laughs> In which case, the logo. then it's three words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for five ninety nine, uh, this looks like a very bare bones chess that you can play. Um, it looks like you can play, uh, yep, against the computer or against the player. Um, uh, and that's it. Yeah. Easy to play traditional chess. Five ninety nine. That's that's a good option for it. Why not? Yeah, I forget how much uh, chess ultimate was. Um, chess ultra. I think that was fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Like this next game. Yeah, which uh, a little more expensive, but like that's like a fancy schmancy. Um, yeah. And you could play There's online and stuff. And but stuff. but yeah, this next game oh my here. Goodness. As Look you said, is game. also fourteen ninety nine, and that is White Knight. And that's night with an N, like nighttime. Yeah. And it says, the dark um, will reveal all. Now, this looks like a, an adventure puzzle game. Um, really cool art style. Lots of black and white. Very cool. I, I, this is probably exclusively black and white, maybe. Although I'm watching the trailer. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks uh, cool. Looks interesting. Usually, I don't like those kind of games, but I really do dig this the art style. This game looks awesome. Wow. Do well, we then, well, buy it. For this? I will. Right now. Maybe I'll review it. Could buy it right it. now, Jimmy. The Dark will reveal all. But, um, yeah, it's an adventure puzzle action game. So, that looks really cool. Check that out. And you should never stop checking out the eShop, right, Case? Yep, because you never know what game's going to come up. Because this next game we've got here is Never Stop for four ninety nine. <laughs> From Pixel Split. Now, this is, uh, hmm, they're saying, it listed as an arcade racing party action game. Um, this looks like golf, uh, like, like yeah, party, party golf. golf a little bit, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But it looks like more based on racing. Yeah, so more. Looks looks fun. And it's four ninety nine. Yeah, it might, might not be a. How long can you manage thrill of speed? This thrill of speed. Thrill of speed? What are you talking about? A pervert. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Next up, we have Fox in Forests, the game we just talked about for like a half hour. Yep. You can uh, go buy it right now if you wanted to. Yeah. I unfortunately don't know how much it costs. Uh, me uh, either. It's saying purchased, but, it's worth but it. I think it's um fourteen ninety nine. But yeah, it's it totally might worth be nineteen ninety nine. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, wow. And you can see on the eShop, it is a gorgeous game from the screenshot. So uh, we weren't lying. Uh, we didn't mention the thing at the end of the level that's hilarious of every level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll, we'll let that one yeah. be a surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was good. Hoo-wee! I'm relieved. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that ain't our... just because I went to the bathroom during the break. <laughs> And it ain't because you just ate that that donut grilled cheese I just made for you. Um, it, it's because a hamster toss has come, and it and it's not a fighting game, and it's not a shoot 'em up. Oh, then it must it? be a sports game. You got that right, and it's a really fun looking baseball stars professional. Yep. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it looks like a cool little uh, baseball game. Looks sort of like. You know what an old style baseball game would play like as far as the gameplay yeah. goes, but it's got some cool. Uh, you know they're showing the scoreboard with little animations on there, and then it looks like the it one uh, so 
the girl hit a home run, so she's celebrating to the crowd, you know, sort of uh, yeah. pretty cool in that sense. It's what you should expect from the quality of, of the uh, Neo Geo. From the toss? Uh, yeah, from the hamster toss. Now, next up here, we have a framed collection, another collection for $8.99. Now, yeah. this, I don't, um, I've never played any of these games, but... From what I gather, I know Adam uh, did the review for the website he was talking about it, mm -hmm. is that it's sort of like a comic book uh, where there are, you know, a couple of different frames on each screen and you need to sort of shift them around uh, for someone to be able to exit the area. Um, I believe, I, I guess they're sort of doing a crime maybe, or maybe they're just need to, I don't know the exact story or reason behind it, but essentially you're shifting these um, images around on the screen to sort of open up new areas for the person to get away from. And uh, it looks actually pretty cool, to be honest with you. It looks very cool. And yeah, check out uh, our review, our video review that Adam did on uh, NWR TV. And, that, awesome. and this comes with uh, both framed and framed two. So Boom. another nice little collection. Mm-hmm. Now, we have Johnny Turbo's back. I don't know if that's a good thing, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, I don't and know. And he has brought us Super Burger Time, which I've heard of Burger Time. Yeah. I've played it, though. I've played the original Burger Time. Uh, funny story, my mom, that's her. Actually, no, I lied. That's Dig Dug. She likes Dig Dug. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. She probably hasn't played in 25 years, but... uh. But yeah, no, Burger Time is actually, it's a game I really liked on the NES. Um, you know, you Looks sort like of... you're making a lot of massive whoppers. Yep, and you got to run along, like, the top bun to knock down the lettuce, you know, and, and you just sort of knock all these pieces down to form the burgers on the bottom. Um, like I said, I've never played this version, but looks uh, looks like it's probably mm -hmm. pretty similar gameplay. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, fun little game. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, this is Next another up, game we talked about. Another yeah. collection. Faroon Collection. Yeah, it's collection day. Um, there's uh, This comes with Faroon, Faroon 2, Faroon Origin, and then if you beat all those... Faroon Blast! Some blast, there you go, yeah. Um, yep, game looks great. We talked about it before. Uh, did it looks say on um, how much? Uh, $9.99. Boom. Yep. This next game here I've heard a lot about. I've never actually played. Yeah. Um, it, and it's a series, yeah. but this is only the first one. Banner Saga okay. 1 for 19.99. Yeah. This looks really cool. It's, a, a, it's like an adventure game with like RPG uh, uh, turn-based elements, right? I think it's a, a strategy RPG game. Oh, okay. So it's, there I mean, go. like it'll have like, it has some good story and stuff too, but I think the actual gameplay yeah, I'm looking here is, looks like a... I don't want to say standard, but like, you know, your grid-based strategy, RPG, uh, turn-based. Um, yeah, gotcha. I've, I've heard some good things, and I believe there are, you know, Banner Saga 2 and 3. Yeah, um, it's coming. Yeah. Are coming to the Switch as well. So if you uh, are missing out on some strategy RPG goodness, that could be a very good option to check out. Mm -hmm. Another game, we, what is this, the eShop of games we've all played? Yeah, <laughs> yes it is, because we have Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, the game we talked about last week. Um, wonderful game, I don't know how much it costs. I believe it is $39.99. Uh, that's the physical version, I know. Oh, so, is it, um, 
I, I'm not sure. I really. Oh no. Okay. Here you go. Twenty nine ninety nine for. Uh, there you go. For um, just the Man, digital copy. This, everyone, go check out the screenshots. It's just the most gorgeous game. Yeah, another really, Ooh. really beautiful game. Um, and I've got a video yep. review up there on NWR TV. But check that baby out. Now, next up here, it's not quite the hamster toss. No. But it's it the is. The handler. <laughs> yes, and it's Henry the hamster handler for three dollars and sixty nine cents. Hmm. Um, yeah, the yeah, this... ancient art of hamster alchemy. <laughs> a long forgotten lore until now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a strange little puzzle game uh, that's sort of just ramping up the silliness of <laughs> of being a hamster handler. So. Yeah, and it's only $3.69. Low, uh, low bar of entry if uh, you wanted to check yeah. that one out. Yeah, looks fun. Um... And last, next up, we have a game that I've heard much, much about. And again, I didn't realize this was already out. The Little Nightmares Complete Edition. Play with your childhood fears. Yeah, so apparently this is a, a horror game. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like um, a platforming so cool. horror game. And uh, yeah, it's strange because, you know... A platformer, you know, you might not expect to be the scariest of games. You know, you wouldn't normally attach that to the horror genre. But uh, I've actually heard this game does definitely have some freaky and scary moments. Um, you know, you're mm -hmm. sort of like a, a helpless... I don't know if you're a child or... I mean, I guess so, right? You could play with your childhood fears. I think it's supposed to be, you know, in your child and everything is much bigger and scarier than you are. So you're sort of, you know, you mm -hmm. feel, you know insignificant in the world and uh this is definitely a game i'd like to check out at some point i would love to play this game it right looks now. very you know atmospherical Purchased. very beautiful yeah do it i dare you <laughs> I d do it I'm I'm not i'll wait i'm not going to but it, i feel it's weird it says complete edition but there's two downloadable contents that are masks for 99 cents each yeah, yeah, it's a little weird, that but I guess that's silly. sort of the all-in-one edition for an embark on the blah 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 blah, blah with six. And so I'm thinking there there must have been like a story DLC of some sort that's mm -hmm. included as well. And then I guess yeah, they sort of want to double dip if they can with some extra little masks. Um, what is mm -hmm. cool is that you can use your Pac-Man amiibo. Remember to get a little like Pac-Man. <laughs> Because yeah, of the Nam the Namco ties. So cool. Yeah, that's great. Now, last up we have Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. A game that I've been really trying to not buy and I've been successful so far. Do it. Do it. I, I, do I, I, it. You do, do it. it. Do I'll it. I'll do it if you do it. I've already bought it and played the crap out of it twice. Well, I've already bought it and played the crap out of it once. So get on my level. <laughs> nope. I've, uh, uh, I've, I, uh, I will, I will not get lie that, yeah, there is definitely some fibers in my being that want me to purchase this game. Um, because yep. to me, and, and I'm sure to many other people, it is just junk food gaming. You know what I mean? And, and I mean that in the most sincere and best way possible. It's just, it's easy to pick up and play. Um, n and not pay attention to it, like, at all, but still have a lot of fun, you know what I mean? It's the yep. perfect, like, oh, the Mets are on TV, like, let me play some Hyrule Warriors, where I just destroy tons 
uh, you know, thousands of enemies and get to watch the Mets lose. Yep, and this has everything you'd possibly want. It, you could take it on the go, you could put it on the TV, you could play co-op. It has the stuff from the new mode, it has all of the characters. Oh, it has definitely it. earned its title as the but definitive is, edition. But here's the thing, and everyone needs to know. Oh my goodness, go to an NWR TV and check out the comparison that John Raritan did between this and the Wii U version. It is completely the Wii U version is like super darker, like way yeah. darker. And, and it, it looks like a completely different game. And I think some of the models in like uh, as far as not character models, but um, you know for buildings and environment, like they look yeah. very flat on the Wii U. You know, like more of a texture yeah. than yeah, yeah. an actual uh, you know you know poly polygonal object. And uh, right. it feels like they sort of bumped up a lot in the Switch version, which, like you said, is sort of a nice surprise because I would have figured they'd probably look almost identical. Like, I figured, yeah. of course, yeah, some lighting thought... and some l more nuanced things, but yeah, yeah it was a, a surprisingly big difference, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we are doing, we are going to be doing a video also that has to do with Harbor Warriors. We're going to keep it a secret, but uh, it's going to be fun. So, uh, coming up soon on NWRC. So do it. Buy it. Uh, I'm, well, I'm not going to buy it in the eShop. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, sure. I would buy a physical. Uh, this yeah. is a game for me that could, you know, if there's a lull and, you know, it did for some reason see a it's sale. A lullaby. You know, yeah, a lullaby. Uh, it, and, you know, I did see a sale, could pick it up. But luckily, uh, I've got plenty of other games, you know, ready luckily, for me to play. you're almost literally drowning in games. So. Yeah, I was thinking about that before, like... I almost sent out a tweet like I'm so tempted to buy this, but luckily like I got so much other stuff to play. But then I realized I'm like I, that might come off as me just be like I've got so many games to play. So I was like, I've... That, don't be proud of that. Sir. I know. I was like, no, <laughs> I just want to play my junk games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my junk <Yeah>. games. <laughs> uh, anyway, with that, we are done with the eShop roundup, and. It is time to get into a very important aspect of our job, and that's delivering you the News Talk with Casey Gibson. Now, um, of course, as we've already stated before, we're recording this on uh, Sunday when our normal, you know, our normal day is Tuesday night. So, you mm -hmm. know, from... The gap of when we recorded to now, there hasn't been a ton of news. Um, luckily, actually, uh, a bit of news came out like two minutes before we started recording, uh, and that is going to be our second piece here. But the first piece is actually uh, pretty depressing news. Uh, Best Buy Gamers Club Unlocked is no more. Um, well, not exactly. They have canceled the program moving forward, but if you have an active membership, uh, you will still reap the benefits so, you know, you'll still get your 20% off and your, your points back and all that jazz. So, you know, for me, I have it until September 2019. So I'll still get, you know... Oh, wow, that's what's a long that? time. Yeah, what, well, really, the it's just the most unbelievable deal of all time. I wish I had gotten on board sooner. It, it, it is, it, you're it's right. It's $30 for two, or it was $30 for two years, um, and, you know, 20% off... Any game, no matter when you purchase it. Like, I know uh, Amazon was uh, limited to pre-orders, 
So if you pre-ordered the game, you get 20% off. And they used to do up to two weeks after it came out. Then they did it where it was just pre-order. And I believe that's still how it operates now. But for Best Buy, you could go... Like, I could go buy Grand Theft Auto any 5. Game. You know, it's been out for years. And I'll get 20% off that. You, you buy any game. Yeah, right? yeah. Any game, any Amiibo, anything, right? I think they actually stopped doing it on the Amiibo, but I'm not 100% oh, okay. sure. I haven't, honestly, thank God I haven't bought an Amiibo in a long while. So, But, yeah, uh, yeah pretty depressing news. So now you can no longer uh, resubscribe or subscribe, um, you know, if you hadn't already. But at least hmm. uh, at least the benefits will continue, you know, until it's all over about the crying. I, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of, replacement of something it's obviously not going to be as good but i wonder if they're going to do something to keep people buying it because i think that's gonna i mean you know the, I mean, at the way i buy games and i know and i i actually should say i feel like i haven't bought too many physical games lately you know with donkey kong and uh hyrule warriors sort of you know would have been games i'd be all over but luckily i'm uh withholding but you know, for me, even if it was $50 for one year, I feel like that would still be so beneficial. Um, you know, $30 for one year? Well, no, I'm saying even if they bumped it up to 50 uh, you know, for oh, okay. one year would be something, you know, 20% off. I'd buy enough games that it would pan out. But Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that they didn't, like, do that route instead of just canceling it. Or you know? even just knock it down to, to $30 for one year, and then, you know, if that didn't work, you know, keep pushing forward but i guess maybe just the uh the end result you know is not looking what they they want to do and you know i don't know maybe amazon's eating their lunch with prime i i, I have no idea but that just means i'm gonna have to go to back to amazon freaking prime but uh yeah at some point but luckily uh or i should say hopefully by that point i have <laughs> a mailbox in which i can send my games to but <laughs> yep i digress yep. uh now oh yeah that's yeah. The next bit of news came over, and I thought you were completely joking with me. Um, I know. And I almost was like, what a horrible attempt at a troll. Like, you didn't sound enthusiastic. You didn't. I was like, oh. <laughs> but you weren't trolling me at all. No, I wasn't. Resident Evil 7 Cloud version has been announced. <laughs> it, is, it could be even out by the time this is posted. <laughs> Yeah, it is ridiculous. At least in Japan. Yeah, um, Resident Evil 7 Cloud version coming May 24th in Japan, which, uh, yes, will be the day this launches, so it will already be out in Japan. Now, it runs through the cloud, so you're not actually purchasing the full game to play offline. Um, so, we this is new news, so we're not exactly sure if this means that you can only play... You know, like, you download the full game and you can only play while online, which doesn't seem likely, um, but no, I... No, the, uh, the download is megabytes big. So you're probably just downloading an icon and, you know, the boot up to the internet yeah. program or whatever the heck. That is so yeah. strange. It's, uh, it will require an, an internet to play, uh, two th so 2,000 yen for a six-month rental. So what's that? Twenty bucks, give or take. It generally yeah. sort of gets around yeah. there. I mean, <laughs> it's weird it's for so six weird. months. I mean, well, so that I means just... I mean, as long as you have a stable internet, and I mean, I guess that's really going to be what it boils down to. Because then, like this, you know, Resident Evil games aren't long, 
So you could easily beat this game 25 times over in six months. You know what I mean? So for $20 mm-hmm. to play the entirety of Resident Evil 7, and that includes the DLCs, Band Footage, Volume 1 and 2, The End of Zoe, and Not a Hero DLC. So I don't know. It's it's so weird. It is but so weird. it's not weird. what I wanted. <laughs> no, I wanted I, a physical I copy a physical so I could version. buy it. Exactly. Honestly, I would even be okay... If it was, I mean, I don't know if I'd repurchase it. Uh, I, maybe I would. Maybe I would. If it was just da- digital only, um, and, and but it was the full version, I'd you know purchased it and, See, and downloaded it. I don't it. want that though because it takes up too much. I mean, that'll be a huge game. Yeah, maybe that's that'll why they're doing the game. the cloud. I think that's why they are doing it because they don't want to pay for the the card and they don't want to. And people won't That's buy it. That's so interesting. I really am curious to see how this works because I mean, it's so funny. They could have waited a couple weeks, revealed this if this was a physical copy at E3, and people would be going bananas, you know. And instead, it's like the middle yeah. of a Sunday night. And I know in Japan, it's Monday morning, so um, you know, it's just funny to be. Yeah. It's so random. <laughs> I know, I know. And right before we record on the off day, um, it's so weird. It, so weird. This is something you predicted, I think. See, we really need to do a recap episode. We're going to do a recap of our predictions, um, uh, our 2018 predictions before our E3 predictions this year. We got to make sure we get that out because I, I listened to a little bit of that episode a few weeks ago, and I was surprised that actually stuff that we comp- that I well that I did and you now have completely got right. So we should. We should give props to where we props should pat due. ourselves on the back for an hour we or so. Should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're but, uh, all right. Yeah, Perry. I, I'm giving this a win. I'm, this is a win for you, Case. You you said it. You got it. Even it, you, I, you barely did. Well, I I think it. the most impressive uh, thing about my prediction was that I actually called the the cloud you know version. I mean. Yeah. Some people yeah. might have said Resident Evil 7, but to go as far as to say it would be cloud version only, uh, I mean, they should practically just hire me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know, like. You called it, man. I, yeah, when you said cloud version back in December, I thought you meant like cloud from Final Fantasy was going to be in it. And that, see, this makes a lot more sense now. Well, the funny thing is that. Um, I actually meant both. So you're going to play Resident Evil 7 and you're going to see like they're going to have a little cloud amiibo inside the Baker's house. <laughs> oh, OK. Joke went too far. Uh, nope. Yeah, this game looks really cool. Um, I will definitely, depending on how it works, um, I think I have a pretty good Internet. So I think this should work for me. But if as long as it's not just complete and utter crap, I definitely want to play this game. So. Mm, I, and well, hopefully uh, it isn't crap because I'd love to hear first and foremost your thoughts on the game. But I, I'm now very curious to see how the service works. Um, so oh, yeah, so for it's twenty bucks, you're gonna try. To me, it sounds. It, oh yeah, to me it sounds like a nightmare. Uh, just streaming a game just sounds so stupid and, and awful and bad. But we'll see. Yeah, fingers Capcom's crossed that it weird. can uh, Capcom work out. Capcom gonna be Capcom. Yep, yep. Am I right? They got to save some monies. Yep. Well, uh, let's take a a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into our topic of the show, which is listener mail. Ooh-wee! 
All right, we are back, and it is time for listener, listener, listener mail. Yeah, that's right, listener mail. Um, we have a couple of emails from some very sweet people that we love, uh, and the first one is from Dan, not good old Dan. Uh, he just put Dan here. I bet um, he's a pretty good old Dan too, but not the he, good old yeah. Dan. He's he's no, he's not. He's not the good. But uh, but yeah, Dan. He uh, he said, "Do you want to take it, Case?" Yeah, I could take this one. Uh, he says, "Hey, Talk Nintendo podcast crew. First off, I want to apologize if you mentioned this in your last podcast. I'm an episode behind, which I think." This email came in two episodes, so technically he's caught up, but now he might still be behind. Anyway, things have (laughs) been hectic for me this month. Anyway, I read read something about Neon Chrome getting DLC, and it got me curious about the game. I've heard you guys talk about it in the podcast before, and I was wondering, what's better, uh, Enter the Gungeon or Neon Chrome? And by better, I would define as more fun, better graphics, better music slash sound, more replayability... And uh, he also asks uh, what we thought of Star Fox Guard Pre, um, which we already talked about last week, so mm-hmm. we're not going to necessarily dive into that again. Um, but he goes on to say, all right, thanks, guys. Keep the good work, Dan. And um, The great work. He didn't say yeah, good I so- work. I sold, I work, sold ourselves short. Um, yep. But yeah, okay, so I feel like this question right here will be better aim to you because you have played both but um, I have I guess to say my little piece on uh, Enter the Gungeon is that it is definitely a fun but very very tough game Um, you know I feel like when I thought or I should say when I first started playing I thought it was going to be sort of like uh, where Binding of Isaac where you go through tons and tons of like level like layers you're sort of it's quick to get to the next layer uh, or level below, where I feel like in Enter the Gungeon, it wasn't so quick, you know, and, like, I feel like I never got past, like, the third or fourth level, like, it, it the difficulty ramps up super duper quick, um, and yeah. I don't want to say that's discouraging, but it was definitely something I thought, uh, you know, was a little different going into it, but that being said, it is absolutely delightful, uh, the graphics, oh, I, I love... Uh, the oh, enemy man. design's so funny that like everything's bullets and and everything's gun He's related. Little waddling bullets, dude. Oh, uh, and, <laughs> and so then cute. they're holding like shotguns, and you know what I mean. And it's just, <laughs> it is so over the top. Um, I I absolutely adore Enter the Gungeon. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, you got to play both of these, so I you are the the you are more qualified to answer this question. Yeah, this is a tough question for me. I mean, because I. I'm glad that he defined what better is to him. Uh, because, like you just said, Enter the Gungeon, what a fantastic game. I, I reviewed it for NWR. Um, I absolutely love the game. And it's exactly what you just said. It's really fun. It's super hard. Um, it, you know, like, de- it's very demanding. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's more of a uh, more of a roguelike um, than a roguelite, which... Uh, neon chrome is because this is and this is where i would say i think that i would say i like i like neon chrome better um because it pushed me and hooked me to where i had to beat it and it was so much fun till the very end um the way neon chrome is set up it's very similar to enter the gungeon actually except you're you're working up a building instead of going down and 
in layers. Uh, it's room-based. It's a twin-stick shooter, just like the other one. Um, the nice thing about Neon Chrome, and this is so weird because... I, okay, I'm going to ask you. And Enter the Gungeon. Does do if do you remember if the controls work to where if you with your right stick if you push it to one side it'll stay there or did you always have to be pushing that direction to shoot that direction because I'm pretty sure you always have to keep pushing with the right stick like if you want to shoot right you'll have to hold it right otherwise it'll just go in the direction that your character's facing um now, I don't want to say for complete certainty, but I'm pretty sure that is the case. You do need to continuously yeah. push where you aim. But I should also say that's, I feel like, just how I normally play. So even if that wasn't an option, I feel like that's how I would have most likely played anyway. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's actually a pretty big deal uh, difference to me. Um, I the, the, the way the 10-ton shooters are is, it, it, you know, you push in a direction and your character will stay that way. That way you can kind of relax your right finger um, and just use, you know, use your left stick to, to move, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. Um, and it's just really nice. And uh, that's one thing I really like over Enter the Gungeon. But I, I just can't remember for the life of me if Enter the Gungeon had that. Cause, I, feel, I, remember, I feel like it does. I, I, I feel like it does. You feel like it, you can just leave it? No, no, no. Sorry. I feel like you have to keep pushing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as for like fun, like like, like Neon Chrome, you are constantly getting upgrades for your uh, for your yourself. And not only that, like you're getting upgrades to your weapons to use. And then you can upgrade those weapons and you can upgrade parts of 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 you, I mean, it's, it's a constant thing where even when you do these runs and you die, uh, you gain this money that you can now spend on yourself to upgrade so then you'll get further. And you can set things up the way you like you like to play better. Um, so you can set up if you want to have to have your attack more or your, you know, your more defense or speed or anything, you know. I mean, it has everything there and it is so satisfying because it's it's you can you can feel it as you, you know you can actually it's like an instant upgrade so you can feel uh so neon chrome was like at at the beginning of it and i said this on the podcast i was like oh like what is this game like i don't really get it I, i'm not really digging it at all i got through and i played and within like a half hour i realized okay like okay this is actually pretty cool and then like two hours in it's like oh my goodness this is like <laughs> one of my favorite games I'm <laughs> it was just so much fun <laughs> Yeah, it was because it's like it, once you get that, once you under, when you fully understand and utilize the upgrade system, it feels so good. And then, so what you'll do, and this is something that I don't think Gungeon has, but uh, you're going up in levels. So there'd be like, I don't know, let's say there's eight levels, uh, eight different rooms that you have to go through. And then you'll um, then you'll get a boss. This is in, uh, in, in Neon Chrome. You'll get a boss, and once you beat that boss, basically, um, that unlocks like the next chapter. And then when you die, you can start if you want to from that second chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to play through the whole game again. Now, do you want to do that? Is the question because you like for me, I could do that, and maybe you want to do some recon work, see what's actually going to be there. But you're going to be severely limited if you don't play through the beginning. Because you don't have the upgrades, because you'll get tons of upgrades. 
so that you're decked out by the time you get to the second level. So you know what I mean? So it's but it does give you that option and it might make it easier. Some people, you know, might build themselves up and just they'll just want to go straight from the second level or the third or the fourth. Um, but yeah, and then once you it's just it's a really solid way through where as if I feel like Gungeon pushed me off with its insane difficulty mm-hmm. where Neon Chrome is still insane but but you are rewarded for playing and it becomes easier and you be get better and it's that wonderful feeling you know of of getting better so but it's like I, I this is hard for me to say because end of the Gungeon where I say the visuals are so much better um in my my taste yeah more uh, unique with the especially with pixely. the the enemy design you know yeah yeah and uh absolutely i mean it's just full of charm and wittiness and it, cuteness and and uh, funny uh funny descriptions of things and you know and it's just it's perfect so yeah i, I you know i i don't want to i'm not putting enter the gungeon down at all i love the game uh, but it's like putting it up against Neon Chrome is tough for me because I love Neon Chrome so much. Yeah, and I would say just real quick, um, while I haven't played Neon Chrome, you know, obviously uh, a couple weeks ago I talked about Tesla vs. Lovecraft, and that is a 10-ton shooter, and as far as the game mechanics go, and I know for Tesla it is definitely um, sort of a different... Not, it's very similar. Well, I was going to say, like, the more so the level format, how it's like, you know, you base through your levels oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as the controls, Dude, from what I understand, all the, the, the 10 tons sort of play, pretty similar. I yeah. like the gameplay of Tesla more than I do Enter the Gungeon. Um, Enter the Gungeon is more calculated. Um, you know, you sort of take a room more slowly. And, and of course, it gets hectic and. and on certain points of the game, of course, but where I feel like, uh, with the 10 tons is more just like balls to the wall, you know, lots going on, hectic, more fast paced. And, uh, I think I sort of like that, um, style of gameplay Uh, a little bit more. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's Tesla. I, it's not like that in Neon Chrome as much cause you, it's more calculated like, uh, like enter the gungeon for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but, but it, it still has that spirit, though. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say here, Dan, is that you should get both. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know that some people are limited. But I would say, honestly, give Neon Chrome a shot if you're looking into which one to get. Especially, like you said, they came out with some new DLC, which I have to go back and check out. Um, it's a very fun game. It's definitely my favorite 10 tons game. Uh, and I really want a sequel. And if you buy it, it ups that chance (laughs) but then again i really want a sequel to enter the gungeon too so but uh so more fun better graphics better music sound uh i'd say i'd probably say that gungeon has better music sound uh more more replayability i'd say neon chrome just because you have the constant upgrade system uh better graphics it'd be would be into the gungeon for me if you dig pick really sweet slick pixel graphics but neon chrome's not bad looking it's like a it's a cool looking game it's just futuristic and cool um more fun and i would just say just because of the diversity and everything i, I would say uh, neon chrome too so yeah boom boom anyway yep so thank you for that email dan uh and keep them coming we're gonna pimp this as much as we can but 
please email us. Uh, you can email Perry at NintendoWorldReport.com. You can email Casey Don't you at NintendoWorldReport.com. Oh, please, everyone. <laughs> Send a message to Casey. Or you can just do talk Nintendo Podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Yes, you heard me. Talk Nintendo Podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com. The longest talk Nintendo podcast. Ever. Speaking of very long, I believe this next email here there. is very long 15 as well. 15 syllables. Yes. So our next email that was sent to talk Nintendo podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com uh, is from our friend Gary Croxford. Good old Gary. Uh, remember we announced he was back a few episodes and, and he gave us his Detective Pikachu review, uh, which he mentions here. But what we're going to do is we're going to read through. So I asked, now I got to say this was solicited. I asked him for his uh, thoughts. He let us know that he played through the bunker and through Late Shift. Uh, two FMV games that uh, we that I played through, uh, and I've been waiting to talk about Late Shift because I wanted to kind of uh, use his email as a discussion uh, to talk about, and that way we can let Casey know how it is and everything. So, um, Casey, if you could start off with the first two paragraphs there. Sure. He says, "Hi guys, just wanted to thank you both for the opportunity to write in again and send my thoughts on a pair of games this time." Uh, my last Detective Pikachu review is a little tongue-in-cheek, and I'll make this one a little bit more serious. Um, on the always entertaining Talk Nintendo podcast a couple weeks ago, Perry mentioned the game uh, The Bunker, which I had seen on the good old eShop, but because of the tidal wave of, uh, tidal wave of games released on it, I won't lie, it had passed me by. Finding out it was a full-motion video game piqued my interest. Uh, I'm a child of the early 80s and fondly remember the CD-ROMs first made the appearance on multimedia PCs of the early 90s. Great enhanced games like Rebel Assault and uh, made this old DOS or oh, DOS machine, excuse me, I had suddenly come mm-hmm. into life with sample uh, with stamp-sized video, but video and voice nevertheless. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. So he's saying they had FMV games, full motion video games, uh, as a stamp sized, like like, I, and I haven't actually seen Rebel Assault, um, but uh, is that Star Wars? You sounds like a Star Wars thing. Sounds like it could be, but anyway, could also be a knockoff. <laughs> this idea that there's video and voice. I mean, way back when in the good old days when you played on old DOS machines, but uh, it's cool, you know. Um, anyway, he goes on to say. Another type of game to come out of this time was the FMV game. There were a number of ones where you clicked hot boxes on the screen to guide your occasionally animated character between recorded video scenes to make the story play out. Uh, at primary school, I spent a lot of time reading choose-your-own-adventure books. I'll admit I sometimes cheated by finding the best ending, then noted which pages you had to get to that ending, then running through the story Cheater. backwards. Cheater! Cheated. <laughs> you cheated at books. That's it. No, we're, cut this email off. Yep. <laughs> nobody like nobody likes the okay ending in video games. Think the original Metroid, etc. And it was the same for books back in the day. So he's trying to justify his actions case. Yep. Sounds like a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go on. Uh, he goes on to say, so when I saw the eShop mention of The Bunker, uh, that it was an FMV game, uh, choose your own adventure, that was 
Already recommended by Sir Berkham himself, I was sold. Uh, this story is very interesting, uh, conjuring feelings of isolation in a post-nuclear war world combined with the creeping dread of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, yes. Very good movie. Uh, here, World War Three happens in 1984, and the story starts a few short weeks later in the bunker in the UK, one of many countries totally destroyed by the Soviet atomic weapon tree. Yes. So, yeah, like I said before, this takes place uh, in the 80s after World War Three in the bunker. Really cool. Really cool. Um, uh, Gary goes on to say... Being ex-military myself, I really appreciated the attention to detail in the many audio recordings, maps, and paper, as well as computer reports which flesh out the story further for those more curious. Um, the game makers here really did their homework and recreate a late Cold War bunker with great accuracy. You might be interested to know that this game was filmed at the secret nuclear bunker at a place called Kelvindon Hatch, a few short miles from where I lived in England. Um, and then he sent us this really, really funny sign um, that sh that sh shows, like, like nuclear bunker this way, uh, which is really funny. Um, yeah, so, yes, the bunker, this is the first game that we're talking about. Uh, this is really more, this is FMV more of an adventure game. So you can, you can kind of wander through different scenarios and look into things and read through things. Uh, like a, a point and click, a lot more like so. Uh, different from Light Shift. Um, so, uh, but he goes on to say to end to end about the bunker. He says, "I personally never saw." Well, you know what? I might not. Anyway, he goes on to talk about uh something. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Game, skip really. that so, part. Just but to... uh, uh, he says he really likes it. He likes the game. Uh. Uh, he says, with the horde of roguelikes, which seem to make up the bulk of the switch, the switch, the switch, <laughs> <laughs> switch eShop. Oh man, the switch. <laughs> <laughs> the switch shop. It's so funny because I saw exactly how that happened. Because it's the switch eShop. Yeah, switch. You got me. You got me. Anything to make you laugh, Ooh. buddy. This game was a very welcome change of pace. I can't recommend it more. And I gotta say, this is so refreshing to hear, Gary, um, because I I felt the same exact way when I played through. I was like, yes, like this game is really fun. Like it's it's you know it's it's relaxing in a sense. Uh, there's some really fun and thrilling parts to it. It builds up really well, but I mean, it's not just a super fast paced action setting that you know that we're used to in video games now and i just felt i just it was a nice kind of breath of fresh air like it really was um so when i recommended it on the show i was just kind of thinking well you know i don't want people to get this and you know, i hope i explained it well you know and it's kind of scary when it's like well it's really not it can't be everyone's cup of tea you know uh, yeah this but, one you know. is definitely uh i feel like for a certain set of people but right. like you said, they generally probably have a good idea if it is for them. Sort of just hearing a broad explanation, you know. But <clears throat> Exactly. All right, Gary continues. I liked it so much, I immediately purchased Late Shift by the same UK-based developers. Uh, the game went a similar but different direction and is much more of an interactive movie uh, as opposed to a click-your-own-adventure like The Bunker was. 
Uh, Late Shift is set in a modern-day London and involves fast cars, fast women, tried <laughs> gangs, and murder and intrigue. <laughs> fast women. Yeah, so, like I was mentioning before, the bunker uh, was very much a point-and-click along with the you know movie-based game. And this one really is, is really a, a movie that you just you will have like kind of two options to pick from when something's to make decisions so that you can kind of choose to play it out how you want. So does um, it almost feel, um, does it f- feel like a, a telltale game or does it feel more like uh, I'm trying to think of like, remember like the resident it evil four like action commands game. where it was like, you just need to press a real quick. Otherwise you're going to die. No, 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 it's like a telltale game. I mean, you have actions and what you do directly, um, directly affects uh, what's happening in the movie, and it just feels like it. I mean, like it feels totally like a modern day movie. I mean, same same production quality, like Taken. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like one of those movies, like an action movie. Um, uh, but you get to do uh, well. Why don't I'll just uh, I'll go on and read what Gary says. Uh, the gameplay mechanics are like sudden quick time events where you suddenly have to choose between a few set of choices at story branches or to mash a button to overcome a foe or grueling situation when necessary. Um, Late Shift definitely benefited from a much larger budget this time around, and the acting makes you really care about the main protagonist. Again, I really enjoyed the couple of hours it took to play through my first time, but when I got to the end, I found out that it was one of seven different endings possible. Yeah, um, I think it might have actually been eight. I think that... I think I want to say there's eight. So I think that there's maybe seven, seven other, <laughs> seven other. Yeah. Endings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he goes on cue the eight year old me wanting to backtrack through the story and see all the endings cheater or just check YouTube. There it that's is. What I, cheater. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the end, it shows you kind of like, uh, how many, how many thing? how many, parts of the store you unlocked at it. and like i was surprised that I, I i saved the actually you know what casey tell a joke or something do you know any jokes no but i can sort of ramble on here for a, a half second ramble about on for it. 10 seconds um yeah, yeah it, it almost sounds to me um like 999 do you remember that game for the ds um where yeah to an extent at least sort of with the multiple different endings although 999 was um sort of like panic room more puzzly where this doesn't necessarily sound like that but uh yeah i don't know D- yeah see this is no no puzzles yeah so so yeah, they don't it, it sound is like, like literally <laughs> video playing and then you will have choices and then the video you have to you have like you know three seconds to make this choice and then it'll go so on. it sounds like the whole nothing time. like 999 <laughs> no aside from the multiple <laughs> endings <laughs> <laughs> exactly so at the end uh it doesn't show you every decision you make but it says like you know endings of luck okay it does say one of seven never mind he was right gary's right i was wrong there's not eight there's seven um the chapter here's the thing it says chapters found so uh that's what i was trying to talk about so i found 12 out of 14 chapters while playing through so there's two chapters i didn't even see of the movie mm. of the game that's cool right um, and then, so you go back and make different decisions, uh, and then it says decisions made fifty six. So I think you could you could play you could literally just watch it as a movie and let it make the choices and go through it, and it's like two hours and it's just like watching a movie. So 
you know, that's cool. So what did uh, you like better? Did you like um, having the ability of more of a, a point-and-click adventure, or do you like sort of just making the decisions more, you know, this or that and seeing how it played out? You know what? For me, that's a tough choice because I – I I get that the step up that late shift is the streamlined version taking out kind of the silly a little bit of the silly gameplay mechanics of the bunker like just having to touch the door to open it you know what I mean yeah like the point and click stuff which is kind of cool and I I enjoy it because it's a such it's a different experience like I was saying it's a relaxed you know more character building uh, it's more of part, a story like being you, told to you, you can see. Yeah, you can see the how characters react. You can decide how they react. You, you'll get, I don't know, even though there's like one character in the first one. I mean, there's more than that. But um, I just think it's a lot more slow-paced, and it's just a way different kind of experience. And so I, I think that the bunker made a way better impact on me than Late Shift. Mm. Um, I think I liked it more. But like then again, I, I, I feel like I would be in, in the... Uh, and the minority with that i think that most people would like late shift more because it's you know it's fat it's a lot more uh smooth but um uh it, gary says um uh, do you know what tldr is too long didn't read so that's pretty much just everything we just said <laughs> oh i've never heard that before um anyway uh he says great fmv games like a point and click choose your adventure with World War Three twists. The other, an interactive movie with enough twists and turns to give you seven separate endings. Both of these are a brilliant and welcome change of pace from the eShop. Uh, which I think, I just think it's so great that me and Gary are on the same page. Because he did go on to say on Twitter that he likes Pepsi. So I kind of forgot about that and I wish that we wouldn't have read his email. Well, I almost just okay. called him a big gym bot. Being in line with you, but then I for Pepsi man, he's a okay in my book. What what was he in line with me about again? Nothing. I, I can't remember what it was. What was it? I, Tell me. I don't remember. I can't remember either. I'm sorry. There's too but many anyway. things. i I've got the worst memory. So yeah, you're thinking if if he agrees with me about the late about late shift in the bunker that he must be a gym bot. That's what you're saying. I'm just saying if um, you agree with Perry, you know, there's a you know a good chance. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so he ends the email email saying, "Look forward to whatever this dev has in store for the future, which they're coming out with a new game in the next couple weeks, a new movie, another FMV." FMV. Game. Yes, I'm super excited, and I don't. Sorry, I don't have the information now, but uh, hopefully, I can get a code for that, and we can talk about that too. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, he says, "Cheers, guys! Thanks very much for the opportunity to write in. Hope it's not too long." I gotta say it was very long, but and I couldn't I couldn't cut it down. I tried. Well, I, didn't I mean, want to. yeah, it's good old Gary. I can't. You could have cut it words. down just to the TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. No, want No, I know. Of uh, course, of course. It says take care and all the best, Gary. Uh, P.S. Keep up the great work. Love listening to y'all on a Friday a.m. Well, thank you very much for the email, and luckily, we needed a. Uh, there was time to be filled with uh, this whole scheduling conflict, schedule, you know, recording early, not having enough games to talk mm -hmm. about. Randy. Yeah, big old Randandle. Got to pick up her big head. 
from the airport. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, no, I think um, I think it turned out to be a pretty good little show. We, you know, not a lot of news, but we got nice little. You know, Capcom was like, "We'll give you a big juicy bone to chew on," uh, right mm-hmm. before recording there. And uh, yeah, always good to li- listen. Where I should say, read some not, emails. We're not done yet. Oh, I forgot. Jimmy's got some Jimmy jams. But yeah, before we do that, I do want to say thank you so much, Dan and Gary. I know we keep saying that, but thank you so much for sending in emails. Please send in e- more emails. Uh, anyone listening to the show can send us emails and we like questions and funny things or comments, concerns. Uh, I hate you. I love Casey and I hate Perry. You don't know how many emails I've had to delete. Yep. Don't like worry, that. I'll see them all. Um, yeah, he sees I've them all. I've got them but, all uh, hanging up on my wall here. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He needs he needs constant reassurance. The Perry hatred wall. Uh, no, it, it it's yeah, not even so got, much yeah. that it's praise for me as much as it's just hatred being slung towards you. <laughs> they can hate yes. me too, I, but as long as they hate you. I'll drag my name through the dirt if it means hurting you. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But yes, uh, I forgot. I, I nearly forgot about this little bit because he sort of snuck it in there um, at sure the did. end of Gary's huge huge email that was great but well i didn't i also told you at the very beginning of the episode if that's what you mean by snuck but normally i just don't listen to anything you say (laughs) (laughs) uh same with me to you buddy uh yes it's time for the craigslist roundup yes uh if you don't know what this is i like to buy things off craigslist from strangers uh, people yeah, from people. And uh, they sell a lot of things. And a lot of times I get really good. I only get the good deals because then I. Um, if it ain't good, you don't buy like, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. And I have two. I bought th- two 3DSs this week. Uh, one was just an original uh, black, Cosmo Black 3DS. Um, and a DS Lite, a white one that came with like 12 games. I uh, got that for 65 bucks. Both both for 65? Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah, any any decent games or just sort of fodder? Yeah, uh, it's funny. Um Yeah, there was a, a a latent game and then there was like a Call of Duty game, which those are really f- I like the DS ones. Um I think there's another one, but other rest was just kind of fodder. Uh but I actually gave that to my friend's uh son for his birthday, the DS. It's perfect. Perfect gift. Ooey. Um, and then I now I have a Cosmo Black 3DS. And then the other thing I picked up was a the Legend of Zelda limited edition uh, black 3DS. Do you know that one with like the gold inlay on mm-hmm. it? Yep. Um, the original. Yeah, I got that for forty bucks. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that? What's that switch up for? Oh, I think you can sell them for. Uh, I think they're at least like 110, I think, used in, in yeah in acceptable conditions. So. Oh, so you're going to get a nice yeah. little turnaround on that puppy. Oh, yeah. I always do. Then I, and then I get more. <laughs> and and then you buy things. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I'll, I'll try to find that. Hopefully someone on Craigslist is a gym bot. I'll sell you my Wii U version for $30. 
<laughs> Dude, that game probably is still $60 in store. That game like never went down on price. Yeah, I don't know. I never yeah, got it. I wonder, hmm. It never went down in price. It's crazy. I so. bet you Nintendo's like, GameStop, don't even list it for Wii U anymore. Probably. No, look, you can buy it used um, for $15 from GameStop, go. Wii U version. I would never buy it. Well, they. Especially after watching John Roden's video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that you've seen the light, li literally. Oh, man. <laughs> literally, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just a couple of quick little things I picked up there. Um, the two 3DSs I thought was kind of funny. Uh, they were two black 3DSs, but I, I like, I like my 3DSs, contrary to what I say. Um, they're cute little things. Yeah, your, your 3DS purchasing, um, privileges should be revoked after the way you speak about it, you monster. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? They haven't, because I live in America. Anyway, uh, that's it for Craigslist Roundup. And that's going to be it for this episode as well. Um, yes, it is. Oh, Absolutely. Of course. You can always check us out on Twitter at TalkNintendoPod. That's TalkNintendo. P-O-D. And you should, I, I mean, I, I hate to, uh, you know, beat a dead horse into the ground here. I know we've mentioned um, checking out NWR TV on YouTube, but another challenge has gone up and... This time it features myself, Perry, and one Mr. David Lloyd, who is a monster who doesn't like Donkey Kong. But that's neither here yes, he nor there. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty good challenge. We actually jump back into some Wii U goodness, Super Mario 3D World, and uh, we have ourselves a little Heck race. Yes. And um, what a beautiful game. Yeah, I think the video came out really well, and uh, I think it was a good challenge. And I. We'd really appreciate it if you guys went and checked that out. But um, Please. that's enough enough shilling of our YouTube over there. Um, I think I am ready to go get some food inside me. That is not a donut. All right. I think I'm ready to go to bed. You baby. You <laughs> <laughs> a big dirt ball. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, once again, thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you next week with a normal jam-packed episode as always giddy up poodles Pay the dang badger. All right. Let's, Depends uh, how long your bathroom break is, Case. Yep, I'm in, and nature's calling, so we better I take a, a break. 
I had a gyro today. Oh, did you? So my bathroom break might be a little longer, if you know what I mean. I've had three donuts. <laughs> what kind of donuts? Well, um, the first one was just a classic glazed donut. Oh, uh, yeah. Then uh, the second, uh, and the, these were spread out throughout the day. I did not just house three donuts in a row. Um, the second one was oh, yeah, a, that's ridiculous. a blueberry donut, which is... It's really more like a cake. Yeah, it's more cakey than yeah. Yeah, cake donut. Yeah, and that's that's called a cake donut. Fantastic. And then I had another oh, uh, baby. another glaze to wrap you know wrap it up. Another classic glaze. Another classic. You should have just taken J. those and made a. You should have just called that a, a a blueberry a cake a blueberry cake donut sandwich. <laughs> oh baby, that's a, I should have eaten them all at once. But uh, have you ever had a grilled cheese with made with a glazed donut? I have not. <laughs> And I don't know if I ever really want I had to. Once, I no, it's you do. It's amazing. <laughs> you know what? I'll cook you one up right now, uh, during the break. Okay. All right. Get fired. You cheated at books. I think something's wrong with her. Oh, I checked this morning, and there was water in the exhaust. Oh. <laughs>